0: It's great to finally be able to say this, but hello, everybody, Terry Bennett, Grant Goodwin in studio. Uh, for our first off-season episode of Sideline to Sideline, brought to you by SI Design and Printing right here on the S2S Sports Network, part of L4 Media. Uh, I'm not going to lie, dude. It it was so crazy whenever all this was happening because – and I think people always forget this about us. First off, how are you doing? I'm I'm well. Uh, you're doing really good. You look you have lost a lot of weight, brother. Thank, thank you, sir. Um,
1: man, you've been working out.
0: Yeah, oh, the roy. You're you're trying to make yeah. your trying to become the home run leader this year for the Rangers. <laughs> that's right. Do I look uh, intimidating? Yes, you look very. Int- Actually, I kind of like the haircut. You almost look like a. Yeah, uh, that's
1: on accident. What I told the I told the lady that I needed a number three on the side she in did the a back, one? and I, she says it's a number three. That man. was a one. It looks like chemo right through here. It's I mean, all kind of
0: patchy. I know with the hair, that's a one she did you with right there. She did yeah. Oh, yeah. But
1: I, she swears I, it was a three, but by the time she made one pass, I'm like, well,
0: what do you do? I, <laughs> I almost was going to say you look like a 1950s football coach. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> all you need <laughs> is the shorts above your stomach and, and then holding the ball out. Uh, speaking of coaches, that's kind of what this episode is going to be about today. Uh, we're, mainly, we're just trying to get a chance to do uh, an episode. And, and going back to the reason why is, uh, seriously, people thought that like, there was some big, like, you're not coming along with us because you hadn't been on any of the episodes. And, and I've tried to explain to people that, you know, you and I, unless it's realignment, the every other year, we usually don't do a show till like May. And usually May is just kind of like, kind of like what we're doing tonight. not just a, hey, we just want to remind everybody we're right. still here. Yeah. Uh, you were in uh, from the moment that I was talking with Brett, all that. You were just, to to appease, make sure everybody understands, you were there the whole time. You just were doing your own thing with work and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, just take a little break from football. Yeah, and and that's always very important. I don't think people realize uh, you and I, for the first time this past year, actually did a bye week. And it felt really good, and it was funny because it was just because I was sick, and so I didn't really get to enjoy it because I was sick. But it was nice just to kind of have a week off to where you just go, okay, we're going to do all the other shows, but sideline to sideline, we're just you know, there's not a lot of games going on, so we'll just take a break.
1: Yeah, and was able to just go to a game, pick a game, and go to during the bye
0: week, not having to worry, you know, about talking about it and and yeah, that's kind of nice, yeah. So, what we're going to do tonight, first off, though, we want to thank our title sponsor, and that's SI Design and Printing. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Print. Uh, you can also give them a call 254 405 9492. Kyle Robarts, amazing work he does. Used to be the SID at Baylor. He was actually. Uh, the SID for the women's sports, basketball, and that's when Malke was there, winning national championships. And he started this as a side business, and this year he decided he wanted to get back into doing it full time. And we reached out to him, and he's like, "Yes, we want to. You know, I want to be a title sponsor." We had him last week. You can check out that uh, audio here on this website. And by the way you can check out the video because that's right. We now, if, if you're watching this, you know this, and you can tell Grant's still getting used to it. I'm still getting used to it, but I've done it a couple times. Me and Noe have already had a couple episodes. Uh, it's a little different, uh, but if you are watching on YouTube, L4 Media, you can tell that we're, we're doing video, and you can see the, the banner that Kyle did for us. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, it, beautiful work. Uh, here it is on the video uh, when I first got it. I mean, this dude, I went to New Orleans three, two weeks ago. And so we were talking the, the Wednesday before I left and I was giving him the design stuff. And by Monday it was sitting, FedEx was delivering it as we were literally, as we were pulling up for new Orleans and, and, I mean, as you were talking about, the quality on it is just absolutely wonderful. Um, he, he does, it, it, you know, all sports stuff, of course, and we talked with him about that. Like, here's a, again, Grant doesn't can't see the video right now. We're going to fix that here before the season starts. But he did Sabine Cardinals wraps on their doors, wraps in their office and things like that. But he also works with uh, non-sports. He did a real big thing for Central National Bank uh, in Waco. Uh, that's on the screen right now. Uh, there is uh, some other stuff that he's done. So check out Kyle and SI Design and Printing. Again, 254 405 9492. Find him online at sidesign.net. Find him on Twitter, SI Design Print. Find him on Instagram with the same name, SI Design Print. And they're going to be our title sponsor for all three of our shows. And I guess that's the first thing uh, that we can go ahead and talk about is you and I have made the decision that we're going to do a 2A show full time this year. And part of that is, unfortunately, we're not going to do KETR anymore Um, just because of the time. And and honestly, I kind of felt like we've probably reached our scope that we were going to get new people from KETR. Uh, We've been doing that for, I guess, last year was our 10th year, I think. I think we started in
1: 2013.
0: Yeah, yeah, two years in studio and then the rest. And and we've had a blast. And I still might do something if I can find time uh, to help out the guys there because that's where I went to school. So I always feel you know, kind of beholden to them. But uh, we also decided that you and I won't be doing any of the ISD shows if, if we, we're going to get a coach. If we don't get a coach, I'll figure something else out. Uh, those were fun. But, again, I, I don't think people realize how long these shows take uh, in season and out of season, too, but especially in season because it, it takes us an hour per class, and that's leaving a lot on the table. That's just trying to pick.
1: And that's before, um, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, the scores, you know. Score got their score. Yeah. This to that um you know whose arrow is up or whose arrow is down based on what they did rather than just getting a score. Well, I'm going to tell you in 4A, 3A, and especially 2A, that information can be hard
0: to come by. Yeah, so it, it really, it's really is. To
1: just dig around and find info about one game.
0: Well, and that's why I was going to go ahead and say we don't really know if the 2A show is going to be completely like the 4A and 3A show to begin. Um, We we just got to see what we can find information-wise. And on that note, and, you know, there's a lot of running jokes, and we have fun with it, too, about the certain schools we cover, and we only cover a certain amount. Well, partially, we've always said we're a state show, so we try to keep our thumb on the pulse of what the state schools are. But also, usually when you're state ranked, you can find information about you. And, and if you're a, if you have a program that you want to send information on, send it to us. We have a new email. Grant got it set up this past week. Grant and Terry at s 2 sportcom Basically the same, but just with a different URL at the end. Um, and and send us our stuff. Now we, we got to learn to trust you first. That we, we you know don't send us that y'all are the most spectacular team and you had the greatest game ever and then y'all lost sixty four to nothing. Uh, we we want real. We need people that are able to say, hey, my team sucked, and this is why we sucked, and stuff like that. In saying that, we also don't want the opposite where you, you say, wow. oh, our team sucked, and then we look at the score, and y'all won 84 to 7. So if you send stuff, and we don't necessarily write away, that's usually because we're fact checking your stuff to make sure that what you're sending us makes sense to what we're seeing and what other coaches are saying. Um, and speaking of all the people that have sent for us before, if you're listening, that's the new email you'll send. Um, unfortunately, when we left the other one, I didn't think about getting all the contacts from that. I can ask Chris and see if he'll send it to us, but I think he's already changed out that um, email. So if it bounces back and you're listening to an episode, just again, our new our new email is Grant and Terry at s2sport.com. All right. So let's go ahead and get into what we want to do tonight. And honestly, it's called just filling content, but we did think it'd be kind of interesting because it does feel like, and I know there's a ton of coaching moves every year, but it does feel like there's a lot more impactful coaching moves this year than there has been, especially in a non-realignment uh, year. Usually the big moves come at realignment as schools go up and schools go down and stuff. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I just felt that, you know, and we'll go ahead and start, we'll kind of start out of uh, out of order because we were going to start 4 and work our way down, but today, uh, a big news, uh, big move came as Ponder hires uh, former Humble head coach Marcus Schultz. Uh, he'll take over for Kyle Cooper. Uh, Kyle Cooper, of course, went to become Lagrange's head coach. Um, and yeah, we've had a relationship with Marcus Schultz, and that helps. We did a Splendora coaches show for a couple of years, but also he wins when he's. I mean, even at Humble, his first year at Humble was two and eight in 2021. Last year in a tough district that has. All the big boys down in Houston, he got them to go to five and five and miss the playoffs by one game. But when he was at Splendora, uh, he took them to their first playoff win, took them to the longest that he was ever going to be. I think this is a wonderful hire by Ponder.
1: Yeah, I do too. You know, Ponder's been uh, you know, the fairly new uh, football program, but, you know, they've been very salty basketball-wise. So they've got the athletes there. Um, you know, the situation seems eerily uh, similar to a Brock situation, right? Yeah, uh, Chrome and yeah. both Ponder, uh, and I think yeah, Ponder's just been waiting to get the right guy in there. Uh, Marcus Schultz can be intense, and I, I think that's what a program like Ponder needs. Younger guys that haven't been around the the game as much as far as an organized uh, capacity. Uh, and, and I think a guy like, uh, coach Schultz, uh, will just do wonders at Ponder.
0: Yeah. And you know, he, he is a Sanger native. Uh, I didn't even know this and and, I, and you and I'll be the first to admit, uh, we're not real big. Like I don't follow coaching changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're impactful. Like I, I don't like, like Matt step does a wonderful job of, of doing their coaches changes every year. He has the step bomb and I'm just, that's just never been my big thing. Um, and, I didn't realize that when Sanger hired Chad Rogers, which I think is a really good hire. Chad Rogers, of course, most right. famous for when he was at Snyder in the run he, he had to to,
1: after that, right? Yes, yeah.
0: And um, but he and
1: overall great guy.
0: By yeah, the way. overall great guy. And, and and this wasn't a knock on him, but a lot of people in Sanger were were kind of angry that Schultz didn't the hometown boy. Now I will say, as a guy that his his uh, hometown did the hometown thing a few years ago. And it it didn't fail, but it's not always guaranteed. Like That doesn't mean – It
1: fails more often than not. Well, I I say fail. It doesn't reach expectations. Yeah, it doesn't pan out like you thought more often than not.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. And so I don't know if it's a bad hire, good hire. But anyway, ponder just being right down the road. It does feel like there's a little bit of a, okay, let's just see what happens. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Schultz played football at Austin College. Uh, He began – he was on – Uh, The Gainesville team, not the one that won state, but the one that finished runner up the very next year. Yeah, Uh, he was second. I didn't either. He was second uh, secondary coach then. Uh, Then he was on staff at Sanger for a couple years, and then he was at Andrews and Hillsboro. And so when he went to Splendor in twenty fourteen,
1: how did he make it out of Hillsboro? Yeah,
0: yeah, no doubt, man.
1: Um, (laughs) It's been better lately,
0: but yeah, but. I mean that's relative to what they were. It's <laughs> right. you know it's not like they've been better. Like you know went from zero and ten to ten and two. They went from zero and ten to what four and six. Yeah. But hey, it's better. Uh, but yeah, and, and you know when he went to Splendor, that was going across state for him. And so mm-hmm. this brings him back home. Uh, we will be talking to Coach Schultz, or I will be talking to Coach Schultz later on this week. And, and we've already confirmed him and I. We will be doing a uh, Ponder ISD football show this awesome. year. Uh, and so that's not – and not just because of that, but I do think that's a big move. I, I think Ponder's a team in an area that if they have good coaching, they seem to be successful, but they haven't – I mean, they've only been around – first of all, it's weird that they've only been around 13 years. It feels like they've been around – Forever, but they Did, haven't.
1: Didn't they have a really good quarterback a
0: few years ago? Uh, just last year, Was actually. It last year? Um, I'm trying to think of his he name. The, the three for almost 2, 2, yards. Okay, yeah, Clifton yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Um, but he's gone, but they have Case Peacock and, and Mitchell Newizard back. Both of them had over uh, 15, or one of them had 1,500 yards, the other one had 1,100 yards. They had a combined 163 catches and 30 touchdowns. So, they're going to need to find a quarterback for that, but it does help when you have two wide receivers like that. And Coach Schultz, he does run a a an offense that, if it whatever he has, his offense can fit to that. Uh, I remember one of the years in Splendor, he threw the ball more, but then that guy graduated, and they had a really good running back the year that they went a couple rounds deep, and so they ran the ball more. So they can uh, diversify their offense inside that scheme, which is I think most coaches are doing now. And speaking of, let's go ahead and go to that one, El Campo. Uh, Chad Worrell leaves. Uh, he's headed to Burleson, um, a 5A school. And I honestly think El Campo hit it out of the park with who they hired to replace him in Travis Reeve.
1: Yeah, man, Travis Reeve, uh, you know, at for a while, right? So he knows the culture of the kids down there, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, El Campo and Quero are, you know, very— Close geographically. Uh, same type kids. So, yeah, I, I think Coach Reeb do wonders down there.
0: Yeah, and you look at – and I, I, I'll i be honest, and I've talked to this and I've said this to Chad, him going to a camp always felt weird to me. Um, I, I know that they had Reuben Owens, but – they had set out at the beginning of that coaching hire. They wanted to diversify their offense because that's kind of been the one knock on El Campo. And, and they ended up going with a guy that's still going to run the ball. And they had they had success against – or they had success under uh, Coach Worrell, but they didn't really get to go any further than they've been going. Mm-hmm. I think Travis Reeve and, and how he will diversify that offense. Uh, now, of course, when you get some of those El Campo pitchers to starting to throw the football, uh, but you're going to get the offense diversified. Now, in saying that, El Campo fan base has got to have patience, and that's not something you flip overnight. No. I mean, unless you've got a stud quarterback that's already on on the books, and they might. They they had a real good—I can't think of his name right now. They have a really good freshman or sophomore quarterback, but he still mainly was a running quarterback.
1: You know, I I don't think their problem was offensively last year. I think— Yeah, they're big. I don't don't think the defense, I want to say, needs to be overhauled, but— there's a lot of spots or, or room for improvement on the defensive side of the ball. Could you imagine if El Campo had a defense that was uh, uh, up to par, say to what the offense was, they'd have been pretty tough.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what killed it. Well, I say that, I mean, they, they held Kilgore to 28 points. Um, yeah, You know, it, it but, just, it but, never, but Kilgore style of offense kind of
1: lends. Exactly. A, a, and I don't think that lower scoring doesn't mean their offense wasn't potent. It just, you know, they they just got, Points at a, a slower clip, yeah. I think, just because of the style of their offense. Well, and also
0: because who they were in district with, with Lindell and Chapel Hill, your choices are to try to outscore them or try to throttle back and keep them off the board. I, it never felt like that Brock Salina defensive style ever got comfortable in El Campo. They just never felt comfortable in those two years. You would see games where they would have big moments, but at the end of the day – even when in year one, when they won a couple playoff games, they were winning playoff games sixty to fifty eight yeah. and that type of stuff. And it just never felt like. Are Probably like it's, a lot
1: of techniques and formations uh, in that defense that is not real natural to what those kids have been playing before? Well, you, you know, know
0: it, it's funny you say that because I can remember Coach Worrell talking about that in between season one and season two, and he said, you know, the weirdest thing is, you would think you would you, you would think you are telling your boys, hey, we're going to be aggressive, you know, read, write, and go. And but they're they've grown up in a, let's keep things in front of us, let's play zone, let's play save. Be and, and, on your hills
1: instead of charging yes. yeah.
0: and you would think that that would be you know just turn the bulls loose he said but it's hard to just turn that switch on oh, yeah. if they're not used to doing that they're always self-doubting themselves mm-hmm. and, and I think that was a lot of the problems on the defense and then you got them like at the end of season one they were starting to get used to it and they had to replace like six or seven guys mm-hmm. and that you know it just, it just never worked and so anyway I think El Campo uh, just had an absolute home run of a hire I also think Henderson had a home run of a hire yeah um Clay Baker, he went to Henderson. He was the head coach at Price Carlisle. And just like we said about Chad – now, Chad was successful at El Campo. But Otel Robinson, that was just – that just was not a good fit. And you don't know that until you hire the guy and they actually start coaching. Otel Robinson's a great coach, but he just – I hate to say it, but th- there's a there's a certain style that works at certain towns, mm-hmm. and I and I think Coach Baker at Henderson, I think he is going, and we will be having an. A- yeah, Henderson you know, Carlisle's
1: been pretty salty over the past few years. So yeah, and it you know, felt like they after were after years of being almost a doormat. You know, and Carlisle, what last what ten years maybe? Eight, yeah, eight to ten, something like that, has uh, been pretty salty.
0: Yeah, you know that they used to be a, a laughing stock, and then. They had a run in the early 2000s, but they had some coaching that was a little interesting. I, I just think that I, – I, I really felt that if he'd have stayed at Price Collar, I think a, a state championship run was in the future. Now, mm-hmm. that, that could still happen. Uh, but I do think for Henderson, I, I, again, I don't know if you could have hired any better. You know, yeah. you know, just as far as – and he's going to know the system. Mm-hmm. Um We'll go with Alice right now because we're going to talk more about that later, but Kyle Atwood leaves Alice to go to Holiday. You know what, let's just – I think that's the more important – or not more important, but I think that's the bigger thing. Uh, Give Holiday credit. Um, They felt that once Coach Frank Johnson was retiring, they wanted to completely try something different.
1: Do you know where that came from uh, with Holiday going after him? I mean, that just geographically seems – so Weird. far is yeah i mean is there a connection there with holiday not or? that i know of
0: okay. um I, i'll ask some of the guys holiday you know we had a holiday isd show last year we, we're looking to this year um I, I don't know if there was a connection because i think you and i i said that to you when, when i emailed you i'm like this, like that's just that comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. um and, and so I, I don't know but you, you know he, at alice he has very solid seasons uh he led him to a regional semifinal a couple years ago uh Last year or two years ago, he had a great quarterback. He got, you know, and then they got another quarterback, but they ended up losing in the first round in a shootout. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting hire. Um, He has to have some connection. And and sorry, we didn't do that much research again. We're not that big into the coaching changes. There has to be a connection because if not, that's a different style of coaching. And I'm not saying he can't do it, but. You know, Scott Ford, who was at Elysian Fields, you know, he's from East Texas, but he spent a lot of time down there. He, in fact, he was the Hidalgo, Hidalgo head right. coach, yeah, and he was a couple others. And, and then he went back up to East Texas, and he, and he said in a couple interviews, it's not a knock; it's just different. Yeah. What what one region of the state, what whatever motivates them doesn't always motivate everybody. And so th- this is one of those I, I think just going to be an absolute interesting thing to follow. And, and like I said, it's going to be fun following it, doing it in a coaching show. Uh, Taylor hired somebody, but I didn't say who it was. Uh, I'm just seeing that now. Um, Vider, this is an interesting one. DeBose, right? <laughs> yeah, Dwayne yeah. DeBose is now yeah. the head coach. Uh, great hire, by the way. Great hire because unlike El Campo and unlike Holiday, Vider wanted to continue what they do, and that's the slot T. And, of course, mm-hmm. Jeff Matthews, Jeff Matthews, he's one of those. He was there for 24 years. Uh, he was 117 and 124 at, at, at thing, but he was in an area that always just had really tough districts. Yeah. Uh, his best season was 2011 when they were 10 and three. Uh, I, I think it's a brilliant hire bringing in Debose, who's He was the head coach at Bridge City and Harden jefferson and again, mainly just because keeping that slot T was very important to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So outside of ha- you know hiring somebody from Liberty Hill, I don't know if you can get any better than that. Uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, mainly because you and I have always kind of had a soft spot for Caldwell because we always had some fans that listen and stuff, and they still mm-hmm. do. But Cal, uh, it feels like Caldwell's on there doing another. Let's try this again. Um, Michael Patterson was out. He went 2 and 18 AM Consolidated Offensive Coordinator Sean Witherax has been hired. Uh, this is his first head coaching job. And I don't know, can, Cal, can Caldwell – I mean, not that Caldwell was ever a power, but there used to be a time when – eight and three was a consistent year for them. I mean, it's been 20 years since that. Yeah, yeah. And and
1: There's there's no reason they shouldn't be better. I mean, you know, the the growth in that area, you know, it's kind of hitting out that way.
0: Yeah, but, you know, you said something once. We were talking on one of the roads, and we were talking about Allen and Plano, and, and you brought up a good point that, Allen is starting to have what Plano is having is yeah, it's a ton of people, but it's people that don't care about football. Yeah. And some of them don't care about sports at all. They care about other things. And And if you look at Allen and where they've at football, and I know everybody wants to point at coaching, but they're struggle, struggling compared mm-hmm. to what they normally do, I think part of that might be Caldwell. Just because you're getting new people out there, it just might not be people that are conducive to having a good football program. Or as uh, one coach always has told me, you always, no matter what school in Texas, You have guys in the walk in the hallways that can play football. You just got to get them to come out. Yep. All right, let's see some other ones here. Oh, uh, Midland Greenwood, uh, Rusty Purser, he resigned 30-16. and 16. His best year was 14-1. and one. We were out there for a game. Uh, uh, the salty
1: and, teams he had? Too, oh, yeah, man.
0: playing uh, Pleasant Grove down that, to that the wire. That guy leaves
1: Greenwood as a legend in Greenwood.
0: Yeah, he really does. And After
1: Along with his dad, right? Yes. With his dad, a big legend there as well. Yeah, his
0: dad's the one that w- took him to the state championship yeah. in 04. Right. Um, and, and I think they did a really good hire with Abilene Wiley defensive coordinator, Brian Hill. Uh, he'll be the first he'll be it be his first head coaching job but he's out there he knows and again we that is so important to me where people get hired and it's so fascinating like we talked about the alice going to Holly, it's fascinating because i like to see how people react when they're in different regions uh mike ludlow resigned at robinson uh he was only there for a year the bigger point though on this is i think robinson hit it out of the park by hiring little river academy head coach chris lancaster now we talked about you know Little River Academy for the last two years and the the resurgence they had as a program. Uh, yeah, it helped that you had a great quarterback, but I think it also helped that you had a great head coach. And I think this is a great hire by uh, by Robinson. Oh yeah, because yeah. Robinson's another team that they always you look at them and, and they always look like they should be better than their record.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they're you know they're for several years. Well, the one year uh, when they played. Uh, uh, Liberty Island, uh, Liberty Islo over at uh, Ford State. Tommy SMU Allison, for the, uh, that's right for the uh, state championship. After that, they've had some teams that seem like they should have been a lot better than what their record was, or their yeah, uh, even their playoff run was. You know, They uh, one and done by district, maybe. Or, you know, uh, or uh, area getting some tough yeah, districts. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, it just seems like they've uh, maybe I'm not going to say underperform, but it just they seem like they should have been better.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. All right, so here, I I should have put this one with Caldwell, but here's two of these that, partly because we talked about one, or actually both of them so much on KTR, but also because at one time, both of these programs were proudly really solid. Will's point, uh, Mm -hmm. Tommy Pointner has parted ways after (laughs) three seasons. He went one and nine last year. Uh, They gave the job to James Boxley, who was, uh, he was interim head coach, who was on staff. And then, uh bonham now this is surprising to me bonham actually had a guy kyle desarn who had been there for four years that's got to be the longest run of a, a a bonham coach in 10 years and he had a really good Remember, in 2021 they had a, a playoff run uh but they hire uh special teams coordinator quarterback coach and baseball coach john ramsey um well he's gonna be busy <laughs> yeah, i'm assuming he's gonna stay the the baseball <laughs> coach so yeah exactly
1: the girls soccer in there too and Keep you keep you at the field house twenty
0: four seven. Uh Tommy Pezenet resigns. Uh, Thirteen years, a great run, uh, nine wins or great more. Great guy,
1: but his wife was the nicest lady in the world. She always, when, whenever we were at a Hallatsville game, she would make a beeline over to us and and just talk to us and welcome us and, and just. I miss her. <laughs> she
0: yeah, was awesome. It, it was funny. I got an email from them in the middle of the season about like you know why are y'all doing this East Bernard Highest or the, 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 the you know East Bernard High show and, and why haven't you done Howlett'sville and all that and I'm like well you got to give me time and he's like oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they hire uh, Levi Montgomery a, a great hire he was an assistant coach for Quero um, and I know he co- he head coached somewhere else I can't think of it off the top of my head. but I, I think keeping it into that region because, again, we're, region's a big theme. But like you talked about, Coach Reeve at, at going to El Campo, especially down in that area, uh-huh. you got to know what you have and you got to know what other teams have. And, and, and I, I just think that's really, really important Um uh, as far as that. Speaking of Little Rivers, we talked about Lancaster. Martin Mullins, their offensive coordinator uh, is who, who's taking over. Lancaster. I think that's a good hire. Little River Academy has made their hay the last couple years on offense. I know they lose their quarterback, but I think they have uh, a two good receivers coming back. Um, and so I, I think it was important to keep their uh, keep their, their in-line going and not trying to look too far outside the program. All right, here's one I don't understand. And I'm not knocking And again, when we, we say these things, we're just purely talking about head coach and jobs and everything. Lorena, of course, Ray Biles announced his re- retirement, 31 seasons, led them to a state championship.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Biles is leaving behind a very, very good team for the 2023-2024 20, yes. uh, uh, season because Lorena is going to be loaded yeah, this year. And,
0: and you and I didn't realize how young they really, really were until we went and watched the game that they lost to uh, Columbus. Columbus in the playoffs. They hired Kevin Johnson. Now, Kevin Johnson was a head coach all the way back in 04 to 08 at Waco Conley, where he went 29 and 25. He was an assistant under Ray Biles, and now, or he was until hired here, as he was the Lorena High School principal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that. I wonder if that was something that they that was something that they all wanted behind the scenes, or because you feel like if that job would have been truly announced. We just saw, like Marcus Schultz, coaches have no problem going down if they feel like they're going to get, and I think even now more, I think we're getting back to, and this is hot point, hot take number one for 2013, I think with the instability of coaching and teaching and the world and the economy, I think more and more coaches are going, you know what? Four A and three A, I can make enough money, and I can sit there and win and be there for twenty five years and, and just do my thing. And, and I don't have to go up to six A. I don't have to go up to South, you know, South, South Lake or Allen yeah, or anything and you, like
1: that. You know, and you don't have to live in a hot mess of a big suburb, suburb somewhere. Yes, for we, the most part. Some places you do if you're doing four A and even three A, but they're not uh, typically your. <laughs> overcrowded uh houston dallas exactly Austins, and antonio Exactly. which you and
0: i are living more and more to where it's just it's funny i always joked about where i'm from i love it but i'd never come back hey, you know because <laughs> you're getting old yeah i'm getting <laughs> old i don't know if i wouldn't mind sitting big out on crowds, the
1: crowds man now oh big crowds and that's why i couldn't believe you went to the taylor swift show what oh what uh, your, oh, there we go crow-
0: what no I did three days two hundred thousand people dude I know, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, I, you know, I, I, 600 bucks a pop. What 600 bucks a pop. And they say, right. if you like her music, they say she's awesome online. So, I mean, in live. So, I do not so don't you know. did not go. No, I, I was, okay. I, I spent all my money in New Orleans. Um, I'll tell you what, New Orleans is the busiest place I've been since COVID. Mm-hmm. And, I didn't really think about it until getting into some of those bars to listen to music. And then, you know, you're on your phone, you're paying. You must
1: have been way too sober then, if you were thinking about that.
0: Well, that's why I got the the orange freeze, diesel fuel. Uh, now, I was at the moment, but I'm just saying, you look up, you're sitting there, and you go into a building, and you're waiting for the music, and you're on your phone, and you're talking, and then you just all of a sudden look up, and you realize you're elbow to elbow with everybody, yeah. yeah. And, and then somebody's throwing up on the side, and then you go, ah, New Orleans. It's kind of like a trip with me during the season there, that, right? that is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was nice. Uh, but anyway, uh, we talked about Ponder. Mount Vernon.
1: Yeah.
0: So here's a weird little thing. Brad Willard resigns from Mount Vernon to be the offensive coordinator at Tyler Legacy. They hire Plano offensive coordinator Clayton George, who spent one year as the head coach at Tyler Legacy. Yeah. This is an interesting move. I this is one of those that I, I'll admit, I I kind of thought Mount Vernon liked the Art Browse tree and would stick with that. And maybe this was, and maybe it's just coincidence, or maybe this was a chance that they felt like, okay. We can now cut ourselves out from that and, and do our own thing. But man, well, well, you know,
1: they've got the facilities now, right? Yes. I mean, some very nice facilities. I know, you know, they're one of the only uh, uh, stadiums that still have a grass field. Yes. But the, the turf is nice, right? But, you know, I, I think personally, I would like more grass fields. I think out we there.
0: might start seeing some go back to that. Maybe
1: so. But I, I know their indoor facilities were nice. Yes. Uh, their new field house was nice. Uh, you have a rabbit uh, fan base now, yeah, you do, and you got kids that now want to be you know grow up and be tigers. Maybe that was something they were missing. So I think Mount Vernon is at that point in their program where their next hire was very important. yeah very, very important. I agree. and I think they got a guy who is not a uh, neophyte. yeah, he, you know, he knows how to delegate. He knows how yep. to make those decisions on Friday night. I, I think this is a great hire for uh, Mount Vernon. And let's be honest; they they needed to make that the the right hire uh, to keep this program going in the direction it's
0: going. Well, yeah, I was about to say. Now they're losing a lot, but they have a lot coming back. This year is going to be really important to see if they keep that that momentum going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it was kind of a just a you, you know we we have a couple. Uh, Mount Vernon people and they thought that was going to be more of an inside hire. And then mm-hmm. it just, you know, didn't happen. Um, here, here's another interesting one. And, and this is an interesting one because just five years ago, this team was winning state Rockdale mm-hmm. um, Hunter Hamrick is now the new head coach. Uh, he was at Ingleside. Uh, He was also the offensive coordinator at Rockdale in 2014 and 2015. He wasn't a part of the state championship teams, but he had to have helped with the foundation laying for that quarterback. Can't think of that quarterback's name now, Uh, but that whole offensive system. Um, And so it it just goes to show you how quick things can change in five years. Rockdale – one in a state championship, and last year they were three and seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so th- that's why you know, I always joke. You don't talk too much crap when you win state, because I'm more interested in. I mean, the, the one offs are great, but I want to see what a program does and if they lay that foundation. They win state, or is that just a class that's leaving? And that was special. And, and that's something we'll find out about Mount Vernon too. That's kind of the thing I'm curious about. Yeah, um, I thought Troy had a great hire as they bring in former former Cameron Yo head coach Tommy Brashear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people would say that he, he was unsuccessful at Cameron Yo. I don't know he wasn't. I, thought, I mean, I he
1: had great years. Yeah,
0: you know, we, we saw them when they throttled Die Ball. Um, yeah, yeah. That was one of the biggest just. Uh, I mean, he had big shoes to fill. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so and then he we, came back.
1: So. Right. The, and then, yeah, the other guy put the other shoes on. But, I mean, he did. He had, I mean, Brasier had, uh, you know, big shoes to fill. You take him and give, you know, give. hire him somewhere else and he has the years that uh, he had a camera, Cameron, they'd take that every
0: time. They're naming a field after him later on, and I think he'll do good at Troy because we've seen Troy – when Troy has the coaching that fits the talent – Troy can be special. Yeah, and and, and they had some you, dudes a few years
1: ago, didn't they? Yes, they and did. Running back and, 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 some and, and physical player.
0: And we're going to be saying this over and over this year and into realignment because remember realignment's next year is that area down there is just exploding. Yeah. Troy and those schools aren't just hiring for their three A years; they're hiring for their four A, five A because that's where they're all going to be eventually. Yeah. Um, White Oak, Mike Ludlow is new, the new head coach. Again, we talked about him he was at Robinson. He was also Grant Saline's head coach. Uh, as Chris Isky steps down after nine seasons, he was a fun watch. We had a nice little, uh, what, about 2016, we had a nice little thing with White Oak and Harmony. Well, mm-hmm. if you had told me back then that Harmony – would have been the team that has now went the furthest between those two in the last, you know, seven to eight years, I'd have thought you were crazy. Because it seemed like Harmony at that time was set up for a nice one year and, and White Oak was set up for a long term, and it turned out to be the exact opposite. Yeah. Boy, look uh, out for Harmony this coming year, right? If they can if they can build off of that, dude, those were all sophomores and juniors, yeah. man. Now losing Boston Scott's gonna matter. That he was the catapult to them. I thought he was a junior. Oh, is he a junior too? Yeah, a sophomore or junior. He might have been just a sophomore, man. I haven't even Man, it's, it's been too early yeah, he's to start. Back. Yeah. He's back. Oh, well, then, yeah, definitely watch out for them. Um, uh, DeCab, I never thought we'd talk DeKalb. Uh Buddy Griffin, though, retires. Uh, that's just interesting because 21 seasons, he was at Somerville, Waco Conley, uh, Jefferson, Italy, and twice was at DeCab. And in both times, he basically took DeCab as high as they've ever been, mm-hmm. you know, like second round. Uh, they hired Troy Zenrig, who was the defensive coordinator. Um, I think that's a good hire for them. I, yeah. I think that that's going to, you know, it's it's going to be interesting if they can stay or if they were just a because they have a they had a really good running back and, and is that something they can build off of? Holiday we talked a little bit about, but let's go ahead and talk about that. Frank Johnson retires after 21 years. Uh, he has a record of 170 and 79, but that doesn't even speak to how good of a coach he was. Right. Um, he he literally had, in my opinion, in the last two years. The second or third best team in the division, the problem was is Gunner was the team you had. And it just – you can coach all you want. And I remember him talking about that. He goes, you know, I can have all the motivations. I can come out with all the schemes. But at the end of the day, if their guys are just faster and quicker than my guys when it matters in today's football – you're, you're you're not going to beat them and at, they, any
1: time at any time in football.
0: Yeah, at any time in football, <laughs> but especially now because I, I think you could back in the day if you kept the team inside the hash marks, mm-hmm. you know, you could you, you could be successful if you if you faced off a fast offense if you could defensive end could you know set the edge and force them inside. Now though, because everybody's spread out, even if you do that, that's fine. We'll just run a wide receiver screen right behind the defensive end, yeah. and they're going to get thirty yards. So we go back to. I think that's why they hired Kyle Atwood. I mean, he's a guy who's going to throw the ball. He's going to. He's. But, but my question is: is are they going to suddenly get faster? Yeah, I maybe mean, because maybe not. Because I and, and, and I think Coach Atwood had do some f- speed
1: last year. You know, they had. Uh, I can't remember twenty four. I can't remember his name now.
0: Was that Palaki? They had like yeah. thirty two running backs. That hey, was yeah, their biggest. That, that was the
1: deepest. That wild. cat was pretty quick though. Yeah, um, I so, think it was
0: Tyrone Pulaski. Yeah, I something think. like that. But uh, yeah, that 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 was a team that had the deepest running backs we've ever seen. But and I'm not saying that Kyle Atwood can't do it. I think he he can per, uh, perfectly do it. But you're still going to face the same issues when you're facing the teams that are that are quicker. Than he you.
1: might not come out slinging it. I mean, you go back. You know, we had a all American quarterback at Alice that fell in his into his hands last year. Right. Yeah, that is
0: true. I don't and, really know what he did before. Then I think he was yeah. more of a balanced offense. Yeah. Alice is a team that until they dropped down, we really didn't see a lot of them. Yeah, and and right. that was really over the last couple of years. Um. Here's an interesting one, uh, Hugh Springs. Now, you and I talk about Hugh Springs all the time, You know we have fun talking about them and stuff. And, and, you know, Chris Edwards leaves after 25 years. 16 of those were the head coach. Would you have believed that in those 16 years as a head coach, 15 years they made the playoffs? Wow, really? But, but do you ever remember Hugh Springs in that 15 years being anything in the playoffs? Like I don't ever did they ever even get past the second round? Like I don't think they did.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It does seem like they kind of
0: got to playoffs when they and, and kind of dud it out. Well, I, I think part of it is, and, and as much as I love the, the the four teams, and I don't ever want it to go away. Did they were they just a benefit of what the area they were in, and having a team like Or City in your district, and DeKalb in your district, and Queen City in your district, where hey, if you win two games you're, you're going to make the playoffs because there's so many years that we felt that they were going to be way better Yeah, that they just – it never really happened. <laughs> right. um, Joshua Willis will be coming in as the head coach. I don't know him. He's the defense coordinator at San, Ange- San Angelo Central. I mean, that's like the case. How many times do you think defense is San Angelo Central? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but I mean seriously. All, all you ever heard about them was their offense a right. few
1: years ago. Six foot eight receiver. Oh my God! <laughs> the,
0: the, one of the what, it's it's wasn't a three A or four A or two A, but one of the just most exciting games with San Angelo Central and Allen, Allen out yeah. there, just crazy back and forth, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, Palmer, you know, last year they had a really good year. This is another one. Uh, Don Waddle, the head coach, he retired after nine season. He was 63-34 and 34 at Palmer. Hmm. I, I never thought Palmer was had done that good, I, you know, and partly because last year was the first time they'd made it to pass the third round of the playoffs. Right. And right. now that running back returns, if I remember correctly. Uh, Blake Bose, the defensive coordinator, he is the head coach there. Uh, we're moving down now. Valley View. Eh, Valley View is one of those that – they they just they they got good at the wrong time because now they're up in three A and they've struggled you know in 2019 when they were in two A they made the state uh, semifinals something like that yeah yeah I think
1: it was the quarterfinals or semifinals and
0: then they moved up and they had a lot of the same players but they were just in a different area right. and all that uh, Rocky Smarts the head coach there he used to be at Sanger so that's going to be an interesting one um, Big Sandy we're down in two A now. Big Sandy, uh, Larry Mintner retired. He'd been 35 years at Big Spring. Last 14 of those were at head coach. Uh, 72 and 81. His best year was 9 and 5. That was back when Big Sandy made that surprise run to the state uh, semifinals. Uh, Brian Pullum, who was a Big Sandy player, when they made it to the state semifinals back in 04, 04? It was that year that a lot of East Texas teams made Marshall, Kilgore, and they made it and they lost in the state championship game. He's going to be the head coach. I think that's – any small town like that, I, I think going with the alum, mm-hmm. even though we talked about it, can, it can backfire. I think it works a lot better at the smaller towns because he kind of knows yeah. what goes on there. Right. Um, speaking of small town, and this is only interesting because uh, Bogota Rivercrest, your favorite team, they hired Travis McClain, the offensive coordinator for Salina. Electra hired uh, offensive – I can't think of his name now – the offensive coordinator, run coordinator for Salina. So I, I bring these up mainly not because of Rivercrest or Electra, but what it does to Salina, right. a team that's kind of – this is their last year in foray, mm-hmm. I, I think. I, I think they're going to be up in sounds five. Like it. Yeah, yeah it sounds like it. And if not – well, I say that, but we also have the whole thing where you have um, – uh, if there's going to be a 7A, that'll change things. But it just seems like Celina is in a huge transition year, and I think it almost might be the worst year to be in a transition year. Yeah. Because yeah. this might be their last chance to pick on the, and not be playing the Prosper's and the Prosper Ridge and Prosper right and Prosper left. And you see where they're opening up, an, they're already doing another high school. Um, Prosper is. So, yeah, and so is Katie. Katie's got this uh, new yeah. high school. I know it's not like this, Katie We just – top of the thing um let's see here uh there was another one here in 2a that i thought was interesting um or city <laughs> we always talk about or city uh wide oak offensive coordinator kyle adams now we liked what he did and we talked about wide oak he, he he did do well at at, at wide oak it's going to be interesting to see if he can can get or city turned around or whatever you want to call it i don't ever remember or city being good
1: I- I can't either.
0: I, I don't ever, and if y'all want to email us at Terry at s 2 sportcom and tell us the years. At least in 20 years, I can't
1: remember any
0: uh, or City team that at least stood out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know in, in 20 years. Like, I, I don't even remember as a kid, like, mm-hmm. Or City. The only thing I remember or City being good at was baseball. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even know if that was high school. That was just more their their – but we didn't play Little League. We're in East Texas, so we played Dixie League. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and they were pretty good there, but they were also rolled into the danger field, and uh, they were called the Steel Belt. Mm -hmm. That that was just that hole where Lone Star Steel was back in the day. Basically, Lone Star Steel funded a baseball program. Uh, So that's all I know about them. Anyway, uh, White Wright, they lose uh, their head coach, Kevin Wiggins. He went to the playoffs three times. I don't know what they're going to do there. They haven't named a guy. Uh, Wolf City. Uh, you and I got to follow Wolf City because of KTR. Uh, you know that that that's a program that you you, uh, you just feel like you got to you just got to know you're going to be slotted, and you just try to push for as many as you can, and just hope you you win one of those playoff games. But Wolf City always seems to just get in a spot where there's like three teams better than them in those regions. Yeah. Even the years they were good. A couple years ago, they were undefeated and state ranked, and then they got beat in the first round. Right. Um, so anyway. Now that we've talked coaches, we're going to wrap up this show, just kind of reminding everybody, uh, first off, again, we're just doing episodes because we need episodes uh, and to start getting them into rotation. Uh, Our websites are s 2 sportcom also s2sgrantandterry.com. You can find us on all the podcast platforms. Just type in, you know, normal sideline to sideline or s2sport, s2sport, excuse me, Um, but you have to unsubscribe for the other one, too. We won't be – there will be no new show. So just unsubscribe from the old one if you're subscribed to that. Uh, Want to also uh, kind of talk about what we're going to do in the off season, and, and then we'll finish out with Coach X. So all-season shows, we're going to do what we normally do. Um, we're going to do a Dave Campbell show where we just kind of pick over the magazine and kind of compare what we early think. We don't really – we try not to give all of our information out, but we'll talk about what we think of that. But them in four A, three and two A, uh, then we have what our dark horse show, dark horse tiers,
1: I think, um, toughest regions, toughest districts, and the uh, I guess the season preview show.
0: Yeah, the big big ours preview show now. As you can tell, if you're you're on YouTube, we're in studio. We have cameras. I don't know how we're going to do the Big Arts preview show. If we do it like we normally do or we go over to your place and we eat and stuff, we might not do cameras. It might be audio only. And it also might be audio only, too, because those shows that we always tell people, we have no time limit. We're going to talk every district. Man, we're going to do three of those this year. That definitely might be a stay over and and do the last show on the last day. Uh, So we'll figure that out. But everything else will be in studio. Uh, with cameras, we're just trying to play around with the YouTube thing. We know it's new, but we figured it. You know, we might as well move on to it. Be, all, be honest with you, it's kind of fun, mm-hmm. um, and, and and we're gonna have a blast doing that. I will be doing a uh, starting May first. I'm gonna do a coach's interview with a four A, three A, or two A coach every day. Just I'm literally just gonna start reaching out. Hey, I want you know, let's get you on for 10, 15 minutes. Um, if you're interested in us doing a ISD show for your school. If you're a coach, a booster club, or just a fan, email me, terry at s2sport.com, or you can email us Grant and Terry at S2Sport.com. All right, so before we close out, we have Coach X. Oh, and speaking of, you know, I can't really say because oh, he, he, he made the banner. He kind of wow. he kind of pressured me into that. Did he? Yeah, I didn't really I didn't figure you'd do that willingly. No, heck no. But, you know, a couple people showed up at the house. Some windows were broken. I lost a cat, and he just, you know, he, I just feel kind of scared. Anyway, here we go. This is from Coach X. Oh, and so, you know, just so you know, this is really, this is how we do this. And this is one great thing about video. This is how we do Coach X right here. He, he, see, the, he just emails it in, and we write it. Oh, wow. If you zoom in, you can see his whole name and where he coaches and where his address is. We've got time to watch that. All right, here we go. Good to be back, guys. I even got on the Sideline to Sideline banner, but only after a couple of redrafts and redesigns. I was told I was forgotten. To that, I say, how can you forget Coach X? Let me ask you this. Have you ever made a PB&J without the J? That is how I see us. Terry is the peanut, Grant is the butter, and Coach X is the jelly. So next time you make that sandwich, Terry Bear, don't forget to put the jelly on there thick. (laughs)
1: Anyway, all
0: right. Now, if I could change gears for a second and and speak to the coaches listening out there in podcast land, all right, all coaches listen to this.
1: Do I get to check out of this since I'm not a coach or do I need to listen? Can I
0: check out too? Yeah, I I don't. (laughs) Can we get AI to just hear this? (laughs) See, this is one of the things before I finish him, one of the things that might be different this year with us doing video is we might actually have an in studio producer for our sideline to sideline shows. Mm -hmm. I think we might force them to, that might be part of the jobs. They've got to decipher what. This right. man says, "All right, here we go, coaches. We've had an ep- we have an epidemic on our hands. I think we all know what I'm getting at. The use of the word bro." Come on, bro. Bro, I almost caught him, bro. I heard a kid at a track meet knock the bar off the high jump and say, I hit it with my legs, bro, <laughs> to which I replied, get your bar-hitting ass off the map, bro. And then suddenly I'm the bad guy. I say if a sev- seventh-grade girl is going to say that, <laughs> then I should be able to call her bro. How do we, how do we know she cried because of what I said and not because she hit the bar? I guess that's a discussion for a different show. Coaches, I call on you today to come to my aid with all dispatch and help me in eradicating the word bro. So when you see something, say something. Or I guess when you hear bro say, hey, bro, correct the word. The correct word is dude. Dude is good. Bro is bad. Let's make that universal. Get behind me and get it going. Coach X going to give it to you. And I just did.
1: Oh, hard hitting journalism right there. He's like the Oprah Winfrey of, uh, Texas high school football.
0: You get a right? bro. You get a. Oh, he wants dude. I'm well, sorry. You get it.
1: the tough questions.
0: Oh, Oprah asked the and, and tough the, questions.
1: No, not really. Oh. So uh, he, he faces the, uh, the the tough
0: issues. Then maybe right. I just realized with, with uh, AI chat being a big thing now, how do we know it's Coach X is even real anymore?
1: Well, that that didn't sound like a perfect AI.
0: But maybe uh, you per- hard. can. You get AI that speaks dumbass and get it to write Somewhere. it.
1: where he might have it. I'm not calling him a dumbass though. He's still he's finally back on my side. So,
0: well, I mean, he he called you butter. Yeah. What, what if it was butterfly? It could Face? have been
1: jelly or something.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know if he's thinking about the same jelly that we like. I, I like strawberry jelly and grape jelly. And he likes KY. Yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't that is a story <laughs> with the hot dog. What was it he ate with it? Wasn't it something like that? All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Sideline to Sideline brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Again, find them on Facebook. Just go type in SI Design Print. Uh, give them a call. Give Kyle a call 254 405 942. Uh, you can email them info at si Find them online si, si design.net. I gotta get used to saying that. Uh, si design print on Instagram, si design print on Twitter. Again, follow us on Twitter at Grant and Terry. Like us on Facebook, sideline to sideline. All that is still the same, nothing has changed. Check out our YouTube channel, L4 Media. Uh, we have not only our shows, but we have Outdrink the Coverage and everything else that we're going to be doing video-wise. Our email again, Grant and Terry at s2ssport.com. Uh, if you have a show question, show thoughts, if you want to give us show information, uh, if you're interested in doing a, a advertising on our show or any of our shows, email me, terry at s2ssport.com. So we'll probably be back, what, June?
1: Yeah, probably June, I would say, and they'll probably be uh, a little less tame. Yeah, well, this
0: this is just more of, again, just wanted you to get
1: in and see the studio. I don't want anybody to think I'm on my best behavior all of a sudden. No, 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 no.
0: Again, it's going to be different because you're going to be able to see a lot of things that you didn't see before. Um, And and I think people will realize we are actually a little bit more tamer than what people think we are on these shows. But also, uh, I just wanted Grant to come in, get an episode up. Uh, Like I said, starting May 1st, I'll be doing a coach's interview every day. That'll go up on the S2S Sport feed. And then Grant and I, will, we'll be posting on Facebook and Twitter our schedule. But we, everything's the same. We're going to have the Dave Campbells, the Tears, Dark Horse, Toughest Region, Big R's preview shows. All that fun stuff will start rolling out in the summer. Until then, he's Grant Goodwin. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been the SI Design and Printing Sideline to Sideline Show on the S2S Sport Network, part of L4 Media.